Arnold Palmer is the Masters champion of 1960. Expect anything different? It's just not a fair fight. No, it really isn't, Roger. I mean, that is phenomenal. Oh, it's not a cut. That's a slice. And it's a good one, too. Welcome back, all you hookers and slices, to another episode of the Downswing Golf Podcast, presented by 4Champ. It is Masters Recap Episode. I am your host, Stain Play Clay, and with me co-hosting, as always, is Nick the Stick. Nick, how are you feeling after your big win? Boom. Yeah, fun weekend. A lot of golf, and yeah, I think I did, uh, did pretty decent in the picks, uh, at least... At least better than one person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know who that person is, but, man, he sure didn't pick very well. Nah. Pick some pick some chumps out there. Well, luckily, as we said, you only have 144 days until the next Masters to uh, start to uh, think about how to redeem yourself. Yeah, I'm keeping that in mind. You know, that's kind of like the bright side right now. You know, <laughs> Masters, uh, looked forward to it for so long. You know, we we had such a long time to wait because they were postponed from the normal time in early April to, you know, early, mid-November here. So we had to wait a long time for this year's Masters. Um, and, uh, but now... We won't have to wait that long until till next year. Just just under, I mean, under half a year. It's gonna be here before we know it. We'll get yeah. to see Augusta again with the uh, with the flowers blooming this time. Yeah, the magnolias should be in full bloom. We'll see if they'll. Did they? Have they even announced? Will there be fans at this next one? I mean, they're planning on it, but. I mean, this whole this whole pandemic has just been kind of like wait and yeah. see, you know, because they were. I mean, they were hoping to have fans at this one, you know, here in November. Yeah, and obviously, you know, that didn't happen. They didn't have the the patrons, um, and we've barely gotten you know fans back at golf events as it is. Um, Houston yeah. Open, I think, was the first one right that had a you know some fans um who were not just you know neighbors of the golf course <laughs> yeah or like players family right immediate family right so yeah. well i mean they just need time to plan for that and people need to have time to book flights and hotels so i just wondered i didn't i don't remember if i heard that they announced that uh, yeah, I mean nothing. Nothing's been announced, and I don't think anything's going to be announced this far in advance. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be kind of a you know, day to day thing. I think with every with yeah. everything else, you know, I, you know, NFL's been doing you know some fans in some locations. Um, I mean, that's really the only sport going on right now. MLB had fans, some fans for, or limited fans for the World Series. The NBA, I don't know what they're doing, if they're going to do limited fans uh, when they start up in late December. And then whenever the NHL starts, they're trying to start in January, you know, what they're going to do with limited fans. But it's really going to be dependent on, yeah, how the, you know, how this pandemic is, is going you know at those times and and also you know you know we've heard some some positive news as of late in terms of like a vaccine you know yeah. what the rollout is for that and and maybe if that kind of accelerates the process of of getting fans back to these events uh once again that's it's just kind of a we're in a holding pattern right now so i don't think the masters has announced anything uh, or really probably will announce anything until we actually get more information um a lot closer to to april yeah till they're damn good and ready yeah till then hurry up and wait yeah and and i wouldn't be surprised i mean i would well i would be very surprised i guess i'm gonna rephrase this i would be very surprised if it was in april um 
a similar amount of patrons as years past. I wouldn't be surprised if they have, you know, fans or patrons there. I just think it's at that point in the year because it's really not that far away and, um, you know, not that long, long to wait. Um, I, I don't think we're, you're going to see a you know huge, 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 you know, masters crowds like we're used to seeing. I think it's still going to be probably a limited amount to some extent. Yeah, I could see that the lottery is going to get even harder to win. Well, yeah, and I mean, I well, the lottery. I mean, it's kind of already happened. You know, they have all these patrons who won to to go to the 2020, you know, this year's, and that's kind of been pushed off for them. Pick a lottery of the lottery. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know how they're going to do it, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Guess we shall see, but back to my picks, (laughs) back to the good news. (laughs) Dustin, Mr. Paulina Gretzky Johnson waxed the field, showed why he's the number one player in the world. That was, uh, that was fun to watch, man. He just record fashion. He's on top of his game. Yeah, I mean, he broke the the all time scoring record by two shots. Yeah, up to twenty under in twenty twenty. Yeah, pretty fitting. Uh, and he looked good doing it. <laughs> he did look good doing it. I mean, there was a small moment on the front nine when he like the first like holes four and five when he went bogey bogey. I think that I thought it was going to get a little tight. But, yeah, uh, but the uh, Masters has a puts a puts a different kind of pressure on everyone. Yeah, Sunday Sunday morning for sure. You know, well, you know, after the after the third round there, you know, when he had a what a six shot lead going into Sunday, something like that. I thought it was four. I thought he was minus sixteen, and then the, the oh, it, it might have been four. A couple of people at minus twelve. Yeah. Yeah, it might. Well, okay. So, yeah, so you're right. He, was, he had a four-shot lead going into Sunday, and, and with the way he was playing, you know, it, it just seemed like it, it was going to be a pretty pretty boring, you know, Sunday, you know, final round. Um, but then those more, early... More of a formality. Yeah. And it kind of ended up being that in the... You know, at in the end, but um, you know those, yeah, those first you know five holes or whatever, he kind of had a couple bogeys and he was struggling a little bit, um, and it looked like you know, all right, we're gonna have a close one here, and then nobody really could uh, like you know push him. You know, he gave people a chance you know early on there to to kind of put pressure on him, and nobody really did. He kind of just was able to recover from that and and then start, you know, making birdies basically on the back nine there and, and pull away and, you know, seal the deal with relative ease. Yeah, exactly. The last few holes, it was kind of uh, just a, the coronation of, of uh, Dustin, which, you know, good for him. I mean, Again, I was rooting for him. I, I thought he was trending in the right direction, playing well. I mean, he had got he had, uh, got second place the week before. Um, you know, he he does have that one major, and he's paid his dues, and earned earned his scar tissue and some other majors. So you figure he's he knows what it's going to be like. It's not his first show, and then so yeah, but nobody could uh, really throw out anything special. I mean, he he had the lowest one of the lowest rounds of round four. So he earned it. He shot a 68 and Cameron and Sunjay both shot 69. So I know it's going to, so it's going to take a special day for them to, you know, put real pressure on him. Cause even with the bogeys, like, I mean, he's just got that mentality that I really didn't think it was going to unravel. Like some other players, you're like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. You know, yeah. don't start waving the trophy yet. But with him, I right. thought it was like, all right, man, like, just let's get going like get, throw some birdies back and like let's quit toying with everybody yeah. thinking they have a chance yeah you never you never really felt um yeah you never really felt like he he didn't have it under control um, yeah. 
Like he, yeah, he, like you said, he wasn't gonna just like start because he's been he's he's been in these situations like his entire career, right? You know, with all the majors and everything. Like he's he's gone through his troubles. He's he he knows what goes on. He's he's the number one player in the world for a reason. He won the playoffs, you know, the FedEx Cup playoffs this year. He's won a U.S. Open. That U.S. Open, by the way, you know that how basically he won that was just like incredible. I think uh, there was there was like some snafu or something with like rules officials or something. Oh yeah, um, remember and then and then um, and for him to kind of then put that behind him and then just absolutely like stick his approach shot. On, I want to say it was the 18th hole or something. It was yeah. a, it was one of those late holes. He just sticks the approach to like three feet. It was just yep. like like at that moment you knew like okay he's o- he's over you know his past struggles and everything. You know the waste the waste area at Whistling Straits and you know the the three putt at you know Chambers Bay. Um, but at Oakmont he, he kind of turned that corner. You know, got it done, and then um, you know, PGA Championship this year. Um, he played really well, but Colin Morikawa just just played better. You know, it's not like Dustin lost that. It, it just it just wasn't. He just wasn't quite the best that day. Um, no. And then you know, won the playoffs. You know, this year after that, and then yeah, came in on a good on a good roll. Finished second last week and came into the Masters in in a course or you know in a state of Augusta National that wasn't really playing that hard, you know, which contributed to his record-breaking score. But um, you know he had he had it all under control, basically every single round, all four rounds. Yeah, yeah, he really. Uh played four solid days of golf I mean he just went out there and um, it was cool seeing like the number one two and three player in the world all tied for the lead after uh, 36 holes so you know it was going to be a good weekend already I mean granted the field is only 90 players to begin with but I mean all the uh, the big horses big ponies came out to uh and showed what they could do i mean on a great course aside for thursday morning the weather was beautiful so oh yeah um but yeah the course was definitely scorable um i mean you still had to control things but uh you know with it being softer from that rain granted they can make it they can suck the water out but uh i think it just helps your chipping um you know make if anything makes the course longer and harder but i mean Augusta's known for the greens, the speed of the greens, and so having that little bit of moisture and being later in the season, I think overall it's a it's a wetter part of the season than April. Um, if I if I'm thinking, uh, I think well, I mean, there. yeah, both. I mean, both the spring and the fall are are fairly wet seasons down there, yeah. but but yeah, as you know, fall is probably a little bit. A little bit softer conditions um yeah yeah the greens the greens certainly weren't as firm um yeah. as we're used to seeing and and that made it you know even though balls maybe weren't traveling that far in terms of like they didn't get the rollout on drives and you know on the fairways you know so they had longer irons in the greens being softer or not as firm kind of helped the balls like you know stick to the greens a lot better so you know in years past in previous masters we'd see these shots you know hit certain parts of the green and just basically they just would not stay on the green you know but this year they were like you you didn't really get punished all that much um so but you know every everyone was playing with it and uh there's a lot of a lot of good scores out there. I, there were like nine players or something tied at like nine under at one point on was that Saturday? Yeah. That was yeah, they were joking insane. about it because the this the leaderboard on the screen could only hold ten. They're like they 
they are complimenting their graphics crew. <laughs> um, yeah, who surprised you the most in the field? I, you know, I, I would have to say multiple people in terms of like, um, and I said this last week. You know, I wasn't really expecting a whole lot from from players who were playing there for their first time, or playing you know in their first mass masters. But you have yeah. guys like you know Cameron Smith just just making it seem like you know this is his backyard course for a while there the the final round wasn't you know quite his day but but he was he was just unreal there for a while um you guys like him the amateurs uh the two amateurs um your pick augustine and then ogletree both like played well augustine fell off um you know the final day but but both you know had they both made the cut, which you usually don't see, you know, two amateurs making the cut. Yeah. Um, right. So like it was, there was a lot of, uh, it was just a lot of good play all around. Um, you know, we had a pretty, pretty high cut line at, it was at even par. It seemed like it might be, you know, minus one for a while there. Um, but ended up being even par. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I in terms of you know surprise, I, I would say probably Cameron Smith was probably my biggest surprise, just because it was his first time really playing and he didn't really seem to, you know, and it could be just part of the atmosphere of there was no fans there, you know, it was in November, wasn't quite quite the same feeling, you know, as Masters Pass, right? Um, so maybe you know that kind of pressure wasn't there for a guy like him. Yeah, I could see that. Um, but still, I, I still he he played great. Like I was, I was very impressed with that. It was um, that surprised me? Um, you know, not not saying like I'm surprised he's a good golfer, but but in the moment and, and playing as well as he did, you know, f- being what tied for a second. I'm, you know, I don't I don't think he got second alone. I'm pretty sure he was tied second. Yeah, Cam um, and Sungjae. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, that was impressive. What about you? Yeah, I I agree. The the first timers because it kind of was the shock because Augusta is normally known for, um, you know, guys that uh, play there year over year and then they they consistently the cream rises to the top and if if you like it there and you have good memories you play well and so the, like the first timers usually, again whether it's the pressure of. You know, it's the first ma- it's the first major of a year every year, so it's like yeah. the first time players, and it's so hard to get invited there. I mean, that like so once you get there, there's all these butterflies, and just first timers don't traditionally do well. So between Cam Smith and then um, Abraham Answer was right there at oh, the yeah. top. Oh yeah, well. um, it was his first time out there. Um, you know, he didn't. Uh, he had a pretty bad last round, but. Uh, he, I mean, he was at minus twelve um, to start the uh, that for that fourth round. So, I mean, he was right there, and so, um, but yeah, that was you know, and then just seeing Dustin get his you know his second major. I mean, but it's been you know four years for him, which I don't think anyone saw that one coming after what he did at Oakmont. You know, you figured he was going to win one or two between now and then but he finally got the monkey off his back and um i think now hopefully we'll see even more from him um yeah and he's had i mean he's he's played well too like he's had a couple seconds over the years um you know in in these majors so yeah definitely is a guy that seems like he should have more than two major titles to his name yeah right um with you know being the number one golfer for you know as long as he has been or as many times as he has been um you know the way he you know when he is on when he has his game like like <laughs> like good luck everyone else right yeah um yeah it's 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 kind of weird especially and and he's a guy who's won every single year on tour since like 2008 you know he has at least one victory on tour every year since then. Like it's, it's not like he has you know good years and bad years. He's like he's consistently good. He's consistently winning tournaments, 
Um, and the fact that this is his own, only his second major is is kind of kind of perplexing. Um, but you know, we know that we know his history. Know that he's had you know those kind of struggles or letdowns um, at the end of the majors that have prevented him from getting you know more majors to his name. But um, it seems like he's someone that is you know you're going to see more majors coming his way you know in the future whether that be you know masters you know or um u.s opens or pga championships i am still not really convinced is if he's someone who's gonna win a you know an open a british open british like like it, it and i don't really have a i guess a good reason for it you know he's a great player but um and he's finished decently at the open before um but like when I picture him and his game, like, like I just, <laughs> it just doesn't like seem like you know British Open type of of a game or a, or a winning formula. And, and like I said, I don't have any stats or anything to back me up. This is like just pure, like just me, like looking at it. like if there was a major that I don't think he could win or would be really tough for him to win. Um just based on like the elements and everything like British Open would be would be it um but I mean he yeah. could prove me wrong and just you know win <laughs> drive every single green at uh at uh <laughs> at the old course St. Andrews uh not not next year but the year after for the 150th you know like I don't know it's uh yeah, I can see that that being the hardest for him. Um, like, it, like I said, he's more. he's finished he's finished good at him before. Like it's not like he hasn't played well in him, but yeah, yeah. You just don't think of him as a a good open player, like somebody who can flight their ball low and you know play the creative shots, like the bump and runs, and you know he's just he's more of an American player, like a bomber, high ball flight, fades and just yep. overpowers, of course. Um, so yeah, I can see why you think that. Um, yeah, well, yeah and his and his his short game, like, like how creative is he around the greens? Like he's he's good, but like in terms like links golf is like a completely different animal in terms of like like shot shot make shot making like around the greens. You know the yeah. the bump and runs and playing off slopes and everything like that. You know you can't just you know flop it up you know or or put a put a ball into a sand trap and then you know get a good bunker shot you know close to the pin or something like you could at a you know parkland course in the u.s you know you got pot bunkers over there and if you get yourself you know put yourself in a bunker good luck getting out you know it's it's just it's a a completely different you know type of game um yeah I, i just i don't know but Go, I mean, yeah, I, I know you were, I know I kind of cut you off there. <laughs> you were trying to. No, that, that's fine. I, I agree with the, the thought process there. So I just, I think, that, you know, he's 36 years old. I just think we're going to see a lot more of him. I think this, you know, you, it was really cool to see his emotion after the round, you know, for some guy who's known for not having emotion and just being kind of just like slow or he just, yeah, I mean, it seems like he has that great, like, like attitude that he doesn't, you know, he just doesn't give a shit. I mean, I sometimes I wonder if he's really like thinks like like how much thought he actually has. Like, I hate to use the word <laughs> stupid, but he's, he seems so like. I, I, I mean, to get to that level, you obviously have to put thought into it. But sometimes you just maybe maybe overthinking things. You know, I, I could see that being a problem for lots of people. I mean, trying to get inside your own head. So maybe just trying to like dumb it down. Well, yeah, and that and that could be a thing. And like um, you know, one of the things that was kind of talked about um, quite a bit. You know, from you know at the end uh and from a speech and everything and er, like um just you know he's 
he's a guy that puts in a lot of work, you know, out of out of camera sight, you know. Um, and so, but when we do see him on camera, when we do see him in the rounds, you know, it just seems like, yeah, like he's just kind of out there. He's just out there. Um, but, but to that point, like, is it, is he putting in so much work and creating a game plan for the course, you know, with his brother, who's his caddy, you know, yeah. putting in so much work behind the scenes that when they get to the golf course, like they know what they're doing. They know every situation they're going to be in and just, and he doesn't have to think, you know, he can just go out there and play like, okay, I know what I'm doing here. I know what's going on. Um, I, I, I like, I don't, I, I see what you're suggesting. I just, I personally don't think that. I think he just really, I mean, he's good. He works at his game. I think he just bombs it and he dumbs it down and he doesn't, you know, he just doesn't think about things. He just, that's why it looks like he doesn't think about things. He just, but there is that side, like, you know, somebody who's so good, you know, even all the pros, they make it look effortless. Like they're not thinking like, cause they put in all the work. And yeah. Like, it's just subconscious basically. I, I see that side of it. It's just, listening to all his interviews and stuff like he's just he's like a surfer just <laughs> not doesn't maybe and maybe that's in front of the news that he's not letting people into his thought process yeah. I just don't think there is much thought process I think I think he works hard and he's dedicated and it just comes natural and yeah, at the end of the day he just you know, whatever happens, happens. He's gonna try. He wants. Right. I think he want. I think he wants to win. Oh yeah, he, he certainly wants to win. I think that's pretty clear with the emotion that you know he showed afterwards. Yeah, and this one of all of them, the Masters, growing up a hundred miles from here, like this was the big one. That's why I think this will really like kickstart his you know second half of his career with being thirty six. You know, into his late thirties, early forties. I think you can still win a ton of tournaments. He's still gonna have. A lot more majors to come his way. Yeah, he's. I mean, I mean, when you talk about like, like professional athletes, elite athletes, um, they can be like completely, like completely different mentalities. You know, when they're playing, and when they're you know not playing, right? Like once, like DJ, basically once he hits the course, like his brain, you know, just switches, flips to like game mode where he's just, you know, in the zone, just kind of like, like not, not really thinking. He's just kind of that focused. I, I don't know. And maybe, maybe it's just kind of out there. Like basically just looks like he's sleepwalking out there, but he's, he's just like, I, I can, I can see I everything. I think he's training, yeah, to train himself to go into the zone. But I think it's more just being aloof and just. <laughs> well, just, but, I'm just going to do whatever I. I'm just going to try my best. Whatever happens, happens. Like, but. Well, and and here's the thing, you know, he's he's 36 years old, as as you mentioned. Um, you know, he's been around for a while. You know, he's played a lot of golf. He's um, he's gone through a lot of things in his life, in his personal life, um, a lot of early struggles. You know. Um, you know, in his recovery since then, you know, I'm I'm sure I'm sure he's probably seen, you know, some sports psychology psychiatrists or you know, some people to help you know that recovery to get back on track and get back to playing you know golf. Um, like an addiction specialist or like a a, a rehab counselor. Well, he went to. I'm pretty sure he went to rehab. Yeah, but like, but like, in addition to that, in, in part, in, in part of his like recovery, I'm sure he's gone to like a sports psychiatrist and and like gotten like went to like doctors essentially to kind of help him get in the right mindset. Like, it's a real thing, dude. It is. <laughs> I, I know you're smiling. You really? I don't know, man. I 
I don't – when it comes to elite athletes, professional, you know, athletes who are at the top of their sport, like Dustin is, like I feel like there's a lot more that goes on or, or has gone on behind the scenes than, you know, than we might think. Like I would not be surprised at all if he if he had gone to, you know, um, you know, counseling and you know, rehab and psychiatrists and just to kind of get his mind back, you know, right again to, to play it and play on the PGA tour again and the effects that that, you know, have you know, maybe had about, you know, how he treats tournament rounds and maybe thinking like I'm just out here and, you know, whatever happens, happens. I'm not going to get too worried about it. It's, it's just, it's literally just golf. I'm getting paid to play this sport, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Like I, when it comes to, when it comes to people like that, who are at the top of the game, like I wouldn't put it past them to have gone, you know, and had that type of stuff. Um, part of, as part of like their, essentially their training regimen. At yeah, some point no, I, in their life. I think you really do a lot of things behind the scenes. I agree with that. I just, I'm trying to imagine Dustin <laughs> Bloom, like talking to like a psychologist or something. I can just, I see him falling asleep on the couch. Well, yeah, but that's him now. But like, think of, you know. Back when he was recovering. Yeah. Yeah. I'm talking about like back, you know, before him getting, you know, to being the top, you know, golfer on the PGA Tour when he was having all his troubles and to you know, transition from that period to, you know, essentially, you know, where he is now or, or this point of his life where he's essentially turned his life around and, and, you know, become such a great golfer who has now won two major tournaments and is at the top of the world rankings. Yeah. I'm not saying like he's doing it now, you know, but I'm sure like back then during the kind of the turning point of his, his life there, I could see it happening. Yeah. Yeah. I could. It's possible. <laughs> it's, it's possible. Uh, we may never know. You know, you won't mind. I'll never know. Who's that? Bryson DeChambeau's. My, <laughs> my pick for this week. He's definitely talking to counselors and therapists and oh, psychiatrists. Man. And, well... I feel like he's his own psychiatrist. Now, um, I mean, he did he did mention during his his pre masters kind of interview, pre tournament interview, um, he did kind of mention how um, he's always been like a guy who like took things really seriously, or you know, even as like a kid, and he just never understood. You know, why other kids weren't, you know, maybe taking things as, you know, seriously or as into things. Um, and he said, like, he's he's done a lot of work, you know, kind of getting better at, at that in terms of, like, understanding that, you know, not everyone's as, like, wired as, as he is in terms of, like, I got to figure out why, you know, the air pressure is, is causing the ball to, you know, go two, you know, feet farther or something and... You know, all these other things that we know Bryson for. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a lot of people, especially with golf, because golf is a very mental game. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a lot of players on tour who have, at some point, uh, seen some sort of, you know, sports psychiatrist or something to kind of, un, you know, get their mind in a state that can help them um, you know, win on tour and deal with, you know, deal with the pressure of, of the game. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Most of them are seeing, uh, some kind of psychologist or sports psychologist. So, I mean, I mean, I do it. A lot of amateurs do it. So, I mean, those guys, you know, they, I'm sure they dabble in it, whether they do it for one season or every season or, you know, Teach, teach their own whatever's working, right? I mean, they can definitely afford it. Most of them. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm not saying they're constantly doing it. You know, every single week of every single tournament, but you know, doing it maybe you know, going having some sessions like a cu- couple times a year or something. You know. 
Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they'll try anything once. But uh, but speaking of Bryson, yeah, I mean he had a he had a rough kind of moment in that first round there that, in my opinion, pretty much just derailed his entire tournament. Like he never recovered from his lost ball. Like yeah. I, I, up until then, like he wasn't playing great, but like. He was there, you know, he was only a couple shots, especially in the first round, only a couple shots off the lead and, you know, could easily turn it around and get back into into the tournament and possibly, you know, contend or, you know, battle Dustin down the stretch. But but when that happened, um, when he lost his ball, it, it just seemed like his he just it just frustrated him so much, you know, to you know, to lose that ball in a in a in a spot where you should be able to find it, right? And I'm pretty sure like if you look back at the replay, you can see his ball from one of the camera angles. Um but like he never seemed to recover after that. Um and you can say like, well, you know, he should be able to put it past him and then play better than he did the final three rounds, but like maybe he just he just never did. Like, um, you know, it would be interesting, like, if you if we could know, like, how the, his tournament would have actually gone if that would have never happened. You know, would yeah. he have still kind of struggled the, the final three days? Or would he have kind of, you know, just kept with the, you know, kept with the process and just, you know, kept chugging away and, you know, hitting bombs and, you know, wedging it out of thick, you know, cuts and maybe, you know, making birdies and, and possibly, you know, being there, you know, on Sunday. We'll, we'll never know, but um, that was that was kind of... Yeah, uh, I wonder what he says about it, you know, like, you know, you didn't hear him, like, whine on camera, I don't... Well, he, he had some excuses. <laughs> he, got, he got a COVID test, like, he, he said he was feeling, like, off or something, like, sluggish or something, so he got a COVID test... Came back negative. He seemed like he was making some excuses, but at the end, of the I, day, meant about, I meant about the lost ball. Oh, I mean, at the lost ball, yeah. Yeah, he was whining and bit, like complaining, like, "Oh, somebody should have found it," you know, blah blah. I mean, because you know, it cost him at least two strokes. But to your point, like, did it cost him any more than that? You know, was it was it weighing on his head on more and during that round or let alone? I think like, at least the first round it was weighing on, weighing on. Yeah, at least. I mean, that, That'll definitely piss you off if you lose a ball like right where you should. Yeah, I mean us amateurs, we we know it. <laughs> it's happened to me quite a bit. Bryson, I can get over it. Yeah. I'm not a good golfer, so I don't score well after it, but I get yeah, over I it. <laughs> this week, if he's like, Yeah, that fucking lost ball <laughs> just derailed me. Or if he would admit to that or I mean because then he needs to go back to his psychologist and figure out how to build a bridge and get over it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he and it could be something where he's he's saying that, you know, he's gotten over it or he thinks it's fine or whatever. Like, he doesn't think much of it, but it still could be back there, you know, in the back of his brain, just kind of, you know, mingling there. It's kind of loitering back there. Um, yeah. Take a page from Dustin. Just stop thinking, du- Stop thinking, Bryson. Stop thinking. Just turn your brain off. Turn it off and just uh, what? Did, what did Brooks Kapka said? Just, just, just hit the ball. <laughs> I wonder what Bryson and Dustin think of each other, and like if they enjoy playing together or like because they both seem to be at exact opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting question. They both, work hard. they both work hard, but one of them, you know, overanalyzing things, and one of them just, you don't even know if there's someone home upstairs. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, coming into the Masters, they had both won the same amount of major tournaments. It's true. So... I mean, who's to say which way is better? But I think, um, I think, I think we pretty sure that those two guys are going to be 
battling it out on in many majors to come here. Um, yeah. Looking forward to it. Fun stuff. Do we should we pivot to the finish off with the RSM picks? Yeah, let's let's move on. Let's let's put the masters behind us as uh, it was fun while it lasted. Yeah. But hey, we don't have to wait too long for the next one, so that's that's nice. But uh, but yeah. Time to move on. PGA Tour is moving on. The RSM Classic. Sea Island Resort in Sea Island, Georgia. So not not too far of a trip for any of the guys who played in the Masters, but uh, there's not a whole lot of guys. Not a whole lot of big names this week. Uh, yeah. They have some. They have a couple, but uh, but you don't have you don't have Dustin. You don't have Bryson. Somehow Dustin's taking uh Sea Island the week off. Yeah. Um, I think that's a big mistake for him, you know. He's going to need those uh, FedEx Cup points. Got to rack them well, up. Considering how much he won in the Masters is almost, almost as much as the total purse in, <laughs> at the RSM. Um, he's like, yeah. Yeah. I'm not really going to get out of bed for less than 10 mil. <laughs> yeah. Well... Mr. Uh, Mr. Masters Champ over here, would you like to start us off with your with your picks? We're just going to do two pick or three picks this week, and uh, two main you know winner picks. Um, you can pick anybody, so it's not a big dog or or uh, or a dark horse. Um, and then the final pick will be the trunk slammer. So go ahead and start us off, Nick. Who you got? If you're uh, if you're ready, do you know who you're, you know you're going to pick? I mean, I know who you know. One of my picks, I can pick at least one for sure. But you know, I wanted to give you honors, Your Honor, Mister Sweep. The sweep. Yeah, you're all about you're all about sweeping me whenever you win. It's kind of frustrating. <laughs> Like go big or go home is basically what you do. You hit bombs out there with your picks. Hitting bombs. Bombs. I'm going to go back to one of my faves, the the Kistner, the, just the smooth. Kevin Kistner. And, you know, he just played in the Masters, so, you know, playing at Sea Island is not that, not all that hard for him. <laughs> Didn't make the cut, but... He's going to come back with a vengeance. Yeah. So I'll start us off with double K. K squared. K squared. All right. I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Jason Day. One of my picks. He also is coming off... Uh, not too great of a showing at the Masters. Pretty sure he got cut. There was only there was only fifty. Uh, well, it was fifty and ties for for the cut. It was a smaller field for the final two days um, at the Masters. Usually, it's the top fifty in ties and those who are within ten strokes. But they kind of they removed that last part of it. So even people within 10 strokes but not in the top 50 would they would not make the cut um what did you think of the uh the early the early finishing for not just this year's masters but the last the last two masters in you know 2019 because of the weather you know when when tiger won they had the tee times moved up you know, so you had the finish in, in kind of the early afternoon there. And then this year, they had early start, threesomes, early afternoon finish, mostly because, you know, it's football season and CBS wanted to host, you know, some late game football. So, um, I mean, personally, I, I kind of like the whole um, get up early, start your day watching 
the Masters and kind of have it end, you know, in the early afternoon and can have your, you know, the mid-afternoon and evening to yourself. Yeah, I definitely agree. This this time of year, November, especially, it was crummy we, uh, weather all all weekend up here, so it worked out pretty well for us. But yeah, you, you, you get up in the morning and golf's already on and it's done by mid-afternoon and you can uh, do something even after golf before dinner. Um, but in April, I do like the late finish because then you can get out and play in the morning because that's usually right around the time like that's always my barometer of every year is if you're playing if you have a round of golf in by yeah. the masters it's a good year um and then um but then you can come home and kind of lay on the couch and watch masters all into the evening because it's after daylight savings um yeah or rather yeah they have more time to to get the all the rounds in with the later um sunset but all right yeah i'm gonna bring it back with bo hostler bo hostler for your second pick okay all right all right yeah, i hear you I'm picking up what you're putting down uh-huh yeah all right i'm going to go with uh with the guy you know i, I keep saying you know it's uh he's always kind of there but you don't really think of him all that much. He's always there. He's just he's always there. And he wins tournaments, but he's not a guy that you really think of all that much. And go with Webb Simpson. He was kind of hanging around. Yeah. Augusta. Yeah. Just, no, he's a solid player. He gets wins, but he's he's not a big dog. Like he's not you know, he's not a flashy, you know, I can drive it 300 yards, 330 yards kind of guy. He's just kind of like, I'm just going to go out there, play good golf, and uh, maybe win a couple, you know. That's that's Webb. Yeah. No, I think, I think he is a big dog. I mean, he's played on the Ryder Cups. I mean, he's just I mean not the, he is. He's not the traditional. But he's not like a big, big dog. Like, he's not one of the guys you like straight up think of as a big dog like dj you know like uh, rory like you know bryson now and you know some of these other guys who are you know more marketable guys you know big dogs on tour webb's kind of in that that second tier range of of big dogs i would say just kind of overshadowed by the the big shadows of the big dogs kind of lurking there he's just lurking there raid pounce all right and my trunk trunk slammer slammer. who is going to miss the cut who's going to go home angry slamming their trunks on friday I'm going with Ted Potter Jr. No, Ted Potter Jr. Yeah, I hear Ted Potter Jr. is an avid listener of this podcast. I think he's probably going to be pissed at you. Hey, get motivated. Get motivated, Potter. Get your your practice in. Prove me wrong. Tiny. All right. right, uh, For my... Trunk slammer pick. I'm gonna go with a little, little Top Gun reference. We're gonna go with Maverick. Maverick McNeely. I think he's going to, he's gonna have to, uh, you know, jettison from his plane on Friday here. Yeah. Goose will be dropping him off. And- yep. All right. See what you did there. Yeah. All right. There it is. Well, good luck to everyone in the RSM. That's all I got. I'm decompressing from a great Masters weekend. No, it was fantastic. It's fun to have it this late in the year. Absolutely. It was. It was a long wait, and it was worth it. Yeah. As it always is. But yeah, it's. For sure. Just 
it's a once in a lifetime Masters. I don't think we're ever probably going to see a November Masters again. So I kind of hope not. I mean, I, right, you know, you hope not. Um, not for if, if everything goes normally, you know, in the world, somewhat normally, um, we shouldn't ever see another one of these again. Um, yeah, and you know, Dustin Johnson gets to say, you know, piece of trivia news: who's the only player to win a November Masters? Yeah. Dustin, who is Dustin Johnson? Um. It'll be interesting to see if there's going to be some, like, asterisks. Not, not like, an asterisk as in, like, it, it doesn't, like, count or whatever. But, like, in terms of, you know, because he set the scoring record at 20 under, you know, is there always going to be, like, this, you know, in April when they talk about scoring records? Are they, are they going to say, like, are they going to put that, like, caveat there? Like, hey, you know... Dustin Johnson, the 20 under is the, the best record at Augusta, but it, in April, you know, uh, but in April, you know, this player could still break the April scoring record. You know, that kind of asterisk. I feel like that's, that's might get done. I feel like that's a talking point for future Masters. Definitely. Yeah, they're always searching for stuff to say. I felt like I'm caught. I called. I caught them being a broken record multiple times. Oh, absolutely! Like, they just kept repeating the same little one-liners. <laughs> so yes, they will definitely remind everyone, you know, that Dustin was, you know, won it in November when the conditions are a little different. <laughs> Not the same as in April, Masters. No. But a win's a win. Twenty sure. under. It's good in my book. Green jacket is a green jacket. Looked oh so good. Indeed. Good win, DJ. Arno Palmer is the Masters champion of 1960. Expect anything different? It's just not a fair fight. Oh, no, it yeah. really isn't, Roger. <laughs> I mean, that is phenomenal. Oh, it's not a cut. That's a slice. And it's a good one, too. Huh.